Well, good afternoon. As you can see, I'm not uh, Pastor Dan Hughes. I'm sitting in for him today for, for the uh, uh, podcast Bible study. And uh, I'm, I'm glad to do it. Uh, in, in my reading uh, this week, I'm in the book of Acts. And so I just uh, grabbed up uh, Acts 11. It's a, a great story and it's very impactful for us as, uh, as Christians. And um, it's, it's got some interesting points to it. Let me, let me start off by saying that uh, the backstory of what Acts 11 is talking about is God working very hard for his will to be done. And he was really, really specific about this. God spoke to a, a man named Cornelius and told him to send some people to find Peter. And God told him exactly what town, exactly what house that Peter was staying at, the name of his host, the name uh, Peter that he was they were supposed to be looking for. God revealed this to this man, Cornelius. Now, Cornelius was not a Jew. Cornelius was a Gentile, and but he was a very influential man in his town. And uh, he sent these men to find Peter. In the meantime, God prepared Peter for this to happen. God gave Peter a dream in which uh, he saw a, a, a sheet full of animals that he wasn't supposed to eat because he was an observant Jew. And three different times he had this dream and God told him to eat. And he told God, no, I can't do that because they're unclean. And was told by God, hey, that's from me. It's not unclean. And so that when these men showed up, saying, are you Peter? Come with us. Peter was ready to go. So God was very specific in what he did uh, to send Peter. Peter went to this man's house and said, you know, I'm not supposed to be hanging out with you because you are a Gentile. And as an observant Jew, um, our law says that I'm not supposed to hang out with you. But Cornelius said, well, God told me to send for you, and he told me you'd have something to say to me. And he said, not only that, but I brought over 100 people in here, my servants, my family, my close friends, people who just um, like me. They're all here because God told me you were going to have something to say to me. And, uh, and so Peter realized that this was what the purpose of his dream was, was to prepare him to accept the fact that God was sending him to talk to these Gentile people. And uh, in chapter 11, he has now returned to Jerusalem after this all occurred. And, of course, the leaders, who are all observant Jews as well, um, braced him about it. They said, hey, you're not supposed to be hanging out with these people. And we heard a rumor that you were hanging out with these Gentiles and sharing the gospel with them. And what's up with that? And I want to read you... Uh, uh, verses uh, uh, Acts 11, verses 1 to 18. The apostles and the brothers throughout Judea heard that the Gentiles also had received the word of God. So when Peter went up to Jerusalem, the circumcised believers criticized him and said, You went into the house of uncircumcised men and ate with them. 
Well, Peter began and explained everything to them precisely as it had happened. I was in the city of Joppa praying, and in a trance I saw a vision. I saw something like a large sheet being let down from heaven by its four corners, and it came down to where I was. I looked into it and saw four-footed animals of the earth, wild beasts, reptiles, and birds of the air. Then I heard a voice telling me, Get up, Peter, kill and eat. But I replied, Surely not, Lord. Nothing impure or unclean has ever entered my mouth. The voice spoke from heaven a second time. Do not call anything impure that God has made clean. This happened three times, and then it was all pulled up to heaven again. Right then, three men who had been sent to me from Caesarea stopped at the house where I was staying. The Spirit told me to have no hesitation about going with them. These six brothers also went with me, and we entered the man's house. He told us how he had seen an angel appear in his house and say, Send to Joppa for Simon, who is called Peter. He will bring you a message through which you and all your household will be saved. In verse 15, As I begin to speak, the Holy Spirit came on them as he had come on us at the beginning. Then I remembered what the Lord had said, John baptized with water but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So if God gave them the same gift as he gave us, who believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I to think that I could oppose God? And when they heard this, they had no further objections and praised God, saying, So then God has granted even the Gentiles repentance unto life. Now, there are uh, a couple little points that, that I saw in, in this, the main point is God intended for Gentiles to be included in his plan of salvation, that Jesus sent even the Gentiles, and I like that's the way they put it, God includes even the Gentiles. This was amazing to them that God would do this because they considered the Gentiles unclean, and uh, their entire history was that uh, the Jewish people were set apart by God as the only ones chosen of God. There was Old Testament prophecy that the Messiah would come to uh, be a Messiah for the Gentiles as well, but it wasn't prominent to them. And uh, so this was a, a, a tough idea for them that uh, the Gentiles would be included. But for us who are Gentiles, it's a great thing. And the fact that was God was so careful and so deliberate in making it happen, so detailed in his instructions to um, Cornelius and in his instructions to Paul, his revelation to Paul, I mean Peter, his revelation to Peter, uh, is such an encouragement to us because we get to be saved. We now know because of this that God's plan of salvation included us as well as, uh, as the Jews. And uh, so that's, that's in uh, verse 18. Uh, so then God has granted even the Gentiles repentance unto life. And I think most people get that out of this passage. It's the main thing about this passage. Now, there's a couple other little lessons in this too. Uh, in verse uh, 17, I love verse 17. So if God gave them the same gift as he gave us who believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I to think that I could oppose God? Um, a lot of times we think we know what God wants us to do. And we look down the road and think we know 
what God wants us to do. In the mid-90s, I was uh, a member of a, of a Baptist church in Ledyard, Connecticut, which is right next to Groton, and I was stationed on the submarine base there in Groton, and so I was the uh, a member of the uh, the uh, Gallup Hill Baptist Church in Ledyard, Connecticut. Ledyard, Connecticut is famous for being the home of the Foxwoods Gaming Casino, but uh, it was a little less famous for being the home of Gallup Hill Baptist Church, a little church that about 75% of the members were uh, military. And we had a pastor back in the uh, mid-90s. Uh, Rich Gregory was a very fine man, still pastoring. But he really led the congregation, and particularly a group of young men, plus me, I, I was in my mid-30s then, but these men were in their 20s, to search out from God what their calling was. And most of them, it was interesting, they had a very specific idea about what their calling was. One of them said he was going to be an evangelist, and he was going to travel and spread the gospel. Well, he has been a pastor of a church now, a little local church that he and his family started for over 20 years. And he has been spreading the gospel. He has been an evangelist, but his original idea was that he would be a traveling evangelist. You know, we had another man that said he was going to pastor a church. He's a deacon. He's a leader in his church, but he's not a pastor because you, you try and look into the future and you can't tell. I wasn't sure what my calling was and uh, ended up working it out there. That was the first place they got me to be the music minister there. And uh, it had never occurred to me that I would ever do that. And that was 25 years ago, and I've been doing it ever since. Another young man that was there decided he wanted to be a Navy chaplain. So he left the Navy, went to seminary, and came back in the Navy as a Navy chaplain. So, you know, when when... God has something that's going on. We need to get behind it, and we need to take the attitude that who are we to not do what God wants us to do? Um, you know, it's earlier on in, in that passage uh, when, when uh, Peter is having his uh, 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 visions, he says, Surely not, Lord. And I've heard several pastors say that no and Lord should never go in the same declaration. Uh, because if you say no, then you're not acknowledging that he is Lord. But uh, uh, anyway, so in verse 17, who, who was I to think that I could oppose God? Now, a third interesting uh, thing that we get out of this, if we go back to verse 15, as I began to speak, the Holy Spirit came on them just as it had come on us at the beginning. You know, the apostles could have decided that they were a special class of people, that Christianity was for them, but not for the huddled masses. And But they didn't. They The Holy Spirit revealed to them that they were to spread the gospel to others, even to the Gentiles. And what this tells us is there's not a special class of Christians. There are places in the Bible that tell us that there are different uh, parts of the body of Christ. Romans 12 or 1 Corinthians 12, both of them talk about uh, the, the apostles and teachers and, and the different things that, that uh, God calls each of us to be. But we're all the same in the Holy Spirit. We're all recipients of the gift of salvation, recipients of the gift of grace, recipients of the help of the Holy Spirit, and we're all called to spread the gospel. There's not a special class of Christian. And this is another thing that we can be 
really thankful for, uh, that, that we don't just get saved and then we go hide under a bushel. Uh, God has something for all of us and, uh, and, and wants us to get out there and do it. Now, he may not tell you as specifically, and uh, he may not speak in, uh, by sending an angel to give you visions uh, three separate times so that you finally get it. He may not send an angel to speak to you and tell you the name of the person you're supposed to go see and the street he lives on and the person he's staying with and what you're supposed to, to tell him. He may not be quite that specific. For, for you or me. Uh, but he does have something for us to do. And he doesn't just appoint pastors. He doesn't just appoint apostles. He appoints Christians. And uh, we, we all get to uh, live for him and to work for him. And uh, it's not... It's, it's not unheard of for God to put us in a situation where he wants us to do something and then we look back and we get this sense of satisfaction not because of how well we did it, but because we did what God wanted us to do. We've got vacation Bible school coming up. Uh, we had a mission trip uh, uh, last week. Uh, all the people that went on that mission trip, all the people that have been working so hard on, on vacation Bible school and will work hard on it next week, uh, all of those people are called by God to be here and to do that and are being obedient in doing that. And even if it's even if there are aggravations, our, our human side will will find things that we say, oh, I wish that wasn't a part of it or I'm no good at that or or uh, or, or whatever. We still will be have the satisfaction and the joy of knowing that God is pleased because we've done what he called us to do. And we can be a part of that. And we know we can be a part of that because what we see here in Acts 11, that there is not just uh, an, an upper class in Christianity. So those are the, the things you get that uh, we, we can be thankful that Gentiles are included so that we get to be saved and we get to spend eternity with him. And we can uh, understand that not doing God's will hinders God. So who are we to question God the same way Peter was? And then also that uh, there are no special classes of Christians, that the Holy Spirit comes upon each uh, person who gets saved just as it did those who were there in the beginning. And what a blessing that is. Um, let, uh, let me pray for us to, as, as we conclude. Father God, I, I thank you that I as an individual, and that, that we as a church family, that we can receive the gift of grace and the gift of salvation and the gift of the Holy Spirit, and that we can live out a divine calling and a divine vocation just as the early apostles did, and that we can please you with what we do. We thank you that you care enough about us to be pleased by our obedience to you. Lord, be with us as we go throughout this week and keep us mindful that you do love us and that you do pour out your blessings on us and that you do have a plan for us. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, thanks, and uh, Pastor Dan will be back next week.